Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hello, yes, welcome to News Fighters for today, Friday, November 22nd, 2019. I'm your host, Dylan Bain. Now, it's been a while between shows, but of course... There's really only been one big story making news in Australia lately. Good evening. There is an extraordinary bushfire crisis. Very dangerous bushfire crisis. The bushfire crisis. Bushfire crisis. Bushfire crisis. Bushfire crisis. Bushfire crisis. Rob Thomas is in Australia and on Sunrise this morning. Yes, thanks for that, Koshi. So what was Rob Thomas's take on the appalling bushfire weather conditions? Uh, smooth jokes aside, uh, not to be outdone, Nine's Today Extra was following the other huge news event. Also making news, the conspiracy theory that climate change activist Greta Thunberg is a time traveller. Yes, and we have exclusive audio of Greta Thunberg's reaction to the quality of journalism on show at Nine lately. How dare you! Yes, the nationwide rural bushfires have even impacted the inner cities, with Sydney covered in a thick hazardous smoke haze for several days. In some Sydney suburbs, the air quality was almost ten times worse than Beijing this morning. Paramedics treating more than 80 people for respiratory problems. Sydney's nickname, Big Smoke, never more appropriate. And let's just say these visiting tourists sure weren't impressed. This is my first time to Sydney and so I hope you're not like this all the time. My nose is irritated and my throat's irritated. The weather in China always smoking like this. Cool, well at least Australia is starting to resemble a world economic superpower in one way. Now the smoke may have pissed off the tourists but that didn't stop us fitness fanatic Sydney siders from trying to exercise in air that resembled that of a 1990s nightclub on free cigarette night. My eyes are really itching. I've noticed that. I how can go- you run? How can you run in this weather? Well, it's not very good. Yes, and speaking of not very good, the political blame game over these catastrophic fires that have destroyed hundreds of homes and cost lives has already begun. And as predicted, the first horse out of the starting gate to inflame the culture wars was 
Barnaby Joyce. Nationals backbencher Barnaby Joyce has been making an argument that policies backed by the Greens have restricted hazard reduction burns and contributed to the ferocity of this month's fires. Barnaby Joyce has sparked outrage after remarks suggesting two people who died in the New South Wales bushfires most likely voted for the Greens. I acknowledge that the two people who died were most likely uh, people who voted for the Green Party, so I'm not going to start attacking them. That's the last thing I want to do. Yes, the last thing Barnaby would want to do is start victim blaming in a bushfire crisis. He's far too smart to do that. But but while Barnaby did recognise climate change as one of the contributing factors, he had his own theories about what was causing it, though. There are a range of things that, that affect the climate, and on a global scale you can be part of it, and I, I acknowledge they would have an effect. But there are other issues as well. There's just the, the oscillation of the seasons. There's a change in the magnetic field of the sun. Sorry, sorry, what? There's a change in the magnetic field of the sun. Is Barnaby really saying magnetic fields cause climate change? I didn't even think insane clowns knew how magnetic fields worked. Water, fire, air and dirt, fucking magnets. How do they work? Meanwhile, over at the other insane clown posse known as Sky News, Chris Kenny says, fire schmires, this happens all the time. Well, we've shown you before, the fires are not unprecedented and late spring and early summer are the worst bushfire seasons for these parts of the country. So yeah, he says these unprecedented bushfires are not unprecedented. Yeah, it's just a natural part of summer in Australia every year. You know how it is. Cricket on the radio, esky full of beers, house burning down, shed burning down, neighbour's house burning down, entire neighbourhood burning down, Sydney side is hospitalised, unable to breathe due to smoke, icy poles on the beach. It's just a natural part of summer and definitely not caused by climate change. Really? Bushfires caused by climate change? Imagine the thought processes. What caused the fires in the 19th century, at the turn of the century, in the 20s and 30s, back on Ash Wednesday in the 1980s? Was that all climate change too? Yeah, guys, how can fires be caused by climate change when fires have been around forever, even way back in the 1980s when, like, Karate Kid and, and Die Hard came out? Now, that's old. That's, that's, prim- that's prehistoric. Yeah, so in conclusion, climate change is new, fires are old, case closed, suck at lefties. The Bureau of Meteorology says that climate change is influencing the frequency and severity of bushfire conditions across Australia. Oh, shut up, Bureau of Meteorology. Don't you listen to Sky News. Bushfires have been around since Top Gun and Rambo. Anyways, if Chris Kenny is starting to sound like a climate change denialist there, don't worry, Rupert Murdoch at the News Corp AGM this week assured us there are definitely no climate change deniers there. Mr Main is interested to hear why News Corp gives climate deniers like Andrew Bolt and Terry McCran so much airtime in Australia. There are no climate deniers around, I can assure you. There you go, Rupert denying there's climate change deniers on Sky News. These guys definitely don't sound like climate change deniers at all. Universities fill the heads of their students with global warming rubbish. Frankly, another big global warming con. Global warming nonsense. The hoax that is global warming. Hmm, sounds like Rupert Murdoch might have a case of climate deniers denial. There's almost no denying it. Meanwhile, the only thing Australian politicians from all sides can agree on is now is not the time to talk about climate change. We've got extremely, extraordinarily brave Australians fighting fires. Uh, This isn't the time to get into that kind of debate. We can have the climate discussion at another time. But I don't think it's a time 
uh, to be engaged in party politics. Let's have these discussions another day. For any bloody greenie, lefty out there that wants to talk about climate change, they are a bloody disgrace. Yeah, it reminds me of the time the dentist told me he had to pull out all my teeth because they were rotten from decay, and this was caused by eating too much sugar, and I said, wait... Now is not the time to talk about tooth change due to increasing sucrose levels, you bloody tooth hugger. Yeah, so now is not the time to discuss the cause of these fires because according to Scott Morrison on Twitter, now's the time for thoughts and prayers. So Dan, just take us through uh, the specifics there of what the Prime Minister had to say earlier. Well, Miriam, firstly, he said that his thoughts and prayers were with the people that had been affected, that had lost their homes or indeed have lost loved ones because of these blazes. Yes, thoughts and prayers, the single worst bit of rhetoric to come out of the US gun control debate. That's exactly what we need in Australia right now. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, pumping out lefty-triggering tweets certainly triggered Adam Bant from the Greens. Scott Morrison, thoughts and prayers are not enough. We need science and action. Oh, shut up, you hippie. Now's not the time for science and action. Why don't you do something useful like go to church, you lefty snowflake? Meanwhile, on Radio National, Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack was very incensed that Hamish MacDonald even dared mention that climate change could be a cause behind these fires. Why are you so upset at people raising the question of climate change and its link to the drought and the conditions uh, that have enabled these fires to take hold so, so fast? We've had fires in Australia since, well, from since time began. And what people need now is a little bit of sympathy, understanding, and, and real assistance. They they need help. They need shelter. Not but, the but why is it some, why is well, it wrong to the, ask the, those questions? Well, they don't need the ravings of some pure, enlightened, and woke capital city greenies at this time. Yep. Thanks, Michael McCormack. Because of you, I had to explain to my mum what woke meant. Also on ABC Radio, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that Australia's emissions can't be affecting the fires because our emissions are just so small. But I think to suggest that with just at 1.3% of global emissions, that Australia doing something differently, more or less, uh, would have um, changed the fire outcome this season, I don't think that stands up to any credible scientific evidence at all. Hells yeah, Scott Morrison says contributing 1.3% is hardly anything. So low, it's not worth talking about. So using that thought process... I think I can assume it's okay if you underreport your income to the tax office by 1.3% or rob a bank of 1.3% of its money. Maybe it means I'm legally allowed to murder 1.3% of my neighbours. It hardly makes a difference in the grand scheme of things, right, ScoMo? Meanwhile, the Greens' second least favourite Israel, Israel Folau, knew the cause of the bushfires for sure. Gay marriage. Former Wallaby Israel Folau has delivered another shocking, explosive sermon claiming Australia's drought and deadly bushfires are God's revenge for same-sex marriage and abortion. These bushfires, these droughts, all these things have come in a short period of time. You think it's a coincidence or not? Hang on, what was he again? Former Wallaby Israel Folau. Former Wallaby? I didn't think Christians believed in evolution. And if Folau's comments and all the cheap political point scoring weren't depressing enough... It was a beautiful day for our Victorian firefighters heading to New South Wales as rock band U2 came to personally thank them for their efforts in keeping the country safe. I mean, as a country, aren't we traumatised enough without being subjected to U2 right now? I mean, when will this apocalyptic hellscape end? Someday, bloody someday, I hope. Anyway, we can't talk about the bushfire crisis without talking about one of the big causes, the drought, which Scott Morrison has made a priority ever since he became Prime Minister. My immediate priorities 
in addition to, of course, our economic and national security, is the drought. Reaffirming drought relief is the government's top priority. No, it is. It's the biggest call on the budget because it's the most pressing. It's the, the rock I'm going to put in the jar first. Why are you putting rocks in jars, Prime Minister? Won't that ruin your peanut butter or, or Vegemite or whatever it is you have in there? I'm, I'm very confused. Uh, almost as confused as Scott Morrison trying to explain how he's fighting the drought. It's, it's like walking up a flight of stairs. And as the drought continues, well, you keep stepping up. And you also need to be in a position to keep stepping up in the future. Now, I'm not a farmer. I've never pretended to be. Hold the front page. Scott Morrison has never pretended to be a farmer. At least not until his upcoming post-political career stint as a contestant on the reality show So You Think You Can Farm Soybeans, hosted by Osher Gunsberg. So in that interview on Sky News, Paul Murray pressed Scott Morrison on why he's not sending in the army to help fight the drought. In a drought, everyone has to do their jobs. One thing you've got to be careful of in a drought is also do no harm. You want to help, but in your enthusiasm and in your passion and strong feeling to assist people, you don't want to hurt at the same time and put someone out of a job. Yes, Scott Morrison there saying he doesn't want to put someone out of a job, unless, of course, if they work for the ABC, the Australian Tax Office, the Australian Border Force, or the Australian Public Service generally, in which case, clean out your desk and good luck monetizing your dumb podcast, edit boy. But when it comes to drought solutions, Scott Morrison knows what definitely won't fix it, a magic wand. We want the farmers and the communities to be able to get through this drought. But we can't kid ourselves that there's a magic wand. In a drought, you can't wave a wand and make it like it was before. Really, Scott? No magic wand? No magic spell to help break the drought? Mm, that's not what you seem to be saying at Hillsong. I want to pray for the drought. Lord, we just pray for rain. Cool, that'll stop the drought. Thanks, ScoMo. But all this hope and prayer wasn't enough for one farmer who called into Alan Jones's radio show. Well, we got no hope, mate. They're not giving us hope. Scott's not saying to us. He's not saying, listen, we're going to build a weir. We're going to build a dam. Don't worry, when it rains, we know it'll rain. We've been down here for a bloody 150 years, mate. We know it's going to rain. Look, what's going to happen when it rains? Are we going to be back in this situation? Give us some bloody hope, Scott. I mean, wow, didn't this farmer get his shipment of thoughts and prayers from the government? Yes, all the inaction over the drought has even led right-wing shock jock Alan Jones to take issue with Scott Morrison and his endless habit of spouting random numbers, and more importantly, his inability to feed a cow. $115.8 million that went directly into communities, drought communities, into individual shires, a million dollars into each shire. PM, how does that feed million, a cow? Alan, Alan, if, PM, Alan, how does that feed a, question, a cow? I'd like to answer you. How does it I'd feed like a cow, PM? And I'm sure your listeners would like to know where that $300 million plus has gone in the past year. $15 million to help them with um, looking after the pests and weeds in their property. There's, uh, How does that feed a cow? How does that feed a cow? How does that feed a cow and to keep it alive? I mean, Scott Morrison's government does actually know about keeping a half-dead cow alive. I mean, how else do you explain that Barnaby Joyce still has a political career? Uh, what do you think of that joke, smog jogger? Well, it's not very good. Mm, fair enough. Yes, when it comes to the droughts and fires and almost everything else with his prime ministership so far, Scott Morrison is awfully good at spouting random numbers and making it appear as though he's doing something. But as he himself said... In a drought... 
everyone has to do their jobs. And if Scott Morrison and the coalition don't start doing their jobs properly, actually taking charge of the climate emergency and properly fighting the drought in this country, well, they're going to need a whole bunch of thoughts and prayers. Because last I checked, to win the next election, Labor only needs a very small swing to it. In fact, it's not much more than how much, ScoMo? 1.3%. Yes, that's News Fighters for today. Keep tuning in as we have a couple more episodes planned before the end of the year, including a massive year in review episode with special guests. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at NewsFightersPod, where we're posting funny clips we find. Or watch this episode on YouTube or at our website, newsfighters.com. Keep fighting, and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.